This is Sean Six from the Liquid Conversations, and I'm here with who? John with Low Water. Joe, Low Water. So we're here in lovely Hartford, Connecticut at the Webster Theater. It is frightfully cold outside. Uh, you guys have been avoiding the cold, or, or you, well, you said that when we met outside, you said that you brought it with you. Uh, you guys being from Georgia, uh, you're not exactly used to this kind of weather, are you? Not in November. You know, usually January, February, this is where, but this has been like January, February weather yeah. the whole time. Yeah. And even like locals in Wisconsin and, and Illinois and Colorado, even on this whole tour, they're like, it's never this cold. It's never this cold in November, in October. And we're like, well, that's about right. We got hit with what, two Arctic blasts this tour? In Colorado, you guys dealt with some snow. It's like four days straight, no mm-hmm. lots of blizzards. Through the Rockies. Twice. Had that ever happened to you guys before in your past touring experiences? We've Have you hit, ever dealt with a weird weather like that? We've hit snow and yeah. stuff. We've done the mountain passes in the snow, but this was different, like a different kind of snow to where, you know, you're driving and everything's cool. There's snow, it's snowing, and then all of a sudden it's just a white wall Yeah, and you can't see anything, you know? So it was, de- I think this is probably the worst. Yeah, there was one. That four-day stretch. That four-day stretch was the worst, and, you know, Biscuit, he knows. He's a... Uh, their driver yeah he's been he's been battling the snow and the weather in a bus i don't know how you've been doing it but we we hit we hit one in uh indianapolis one time and i'll never forget that it was like when ray first joined the bands we first started touring and we got hit with a blizzard and i remember the warning on the radio was like no one be out on the roads and we had a four-hour drive and being stupid that we are we, we drove the whole way in a <laughs> blizzard and couldn't see two feet in front of us and sliding all over in, in a little van you know i always kind of wondered about that too because when you're when you're in a band and you ha- and you have to get to the next stop where you don't get paid and you know your livelihood relies on it your debt relies on it mm-hmm. uh you can't really take a snow day oh no yeah you're you know if you're if you, you have, have a, to make the destination yeah, <laughs> you have you, to if you stuff. have another job like if you if like if you're doing a nine to five in an office or something like that and it's a horrible storm and you know especially here in new england you know that stuff is pretty regular but in a band you can't Mm-mm. you can't just say hey i mean granted you could if it was like really 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 like you know catastrophe kind of storm stuff like you know say if you were in southern florida and a massive hurricane came through okay well we can't we can't get to the venue right okay but you know if it's just really bad out where if you don't have full drive you're kind of screwed and you guys are in a sprinter van with a trailer waiting it down waiting to yank it off the road oh yeah and oh, just yeah. in dry asphalt let alone stuff like that you can't really have that luckily we left we left a day early so we had a cushion but barely Right. You know, like it was maybe one more day would have been better. We probably would have beat the storm at that point, too. But I think, you know, it's like 26 hours from Athens. It took us 50. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All three of us are just kind of looking at each other going, oh, yeah. yeah. And that I was mean, week one. I remember us talking. Joe and I were like, we were in the Rockies. And I hopped on. Uh, I started driving around Denver. Okay. And the flurry started. We're like, all right, it's coming. And we still had about three hours to get to the pass, right. right? Or two, somewhere in there. And the flurry started coming down. And then they really started coming down. And then it really started coming down. And we went to a gas station to get some, like, defrost stuff. Because we had Georgia, the Georgia 
uh, windshield wiper fluid <laughs> that freezes. It doesn't have the yeah. stuff you spray it on and you can see it just kind of glaze over. It, oh, yeah. And it did, and it would. It would glaze 100% over. 100% it did. And I, I was like, oh, that wasn't good. That's, like, that's not, not good. Not good. <laughs> so when that started happening, I had to have like a six inch little like visibility in between the, the, the windshield right. to where I would white knuckle it and then just look out this little periscope looking thing. And I remember getting on the off ramp and getting back up on the interstate and the the snow and ice it had it 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 was full force like right. it was coming down and i'm i'm straining to get the sprinter up this little hill on the off ramp i look at him and go hey man just punch it a little bit and he looks at me it goes it's floored <laughs> it was like spinning. with like, like terror in my oh, eyes no dude. and we were spinning around and then we hit the pass and that was in denver that wasn't even the rocky mountains so what we were trying to do that night and this is on granite like no sleep right and we've been driving for two straight days right not not a show played yet not We're a show played just, right yeah you didn't even get to yeah. that kind of exhaustion yeah. oh yeah and we still have the, yeah you're right we still had the energy of pre-tour let's do this yeah, yeah and we you know so we did and we, we we were going up the pass and uh we were trying to make it avail which is like kind of a midway point right. in the past and it took us so long because we were going so slow right and the snowstorm hit us that that was that there's two times that i've been frightened driving like really really scared right the first one was last tour or uh, the seven dust run out of michigan when that bomb cyclone or boom cyclone yeah, yeah, okay yeah with the wind gusts were like 65 mile an hour wind gusts and the the sprinter, the sprinter vans kind of it was back and forth yeah, yeah. It, it was all over the road and i remember being like like scared like okay this is dangerous you know yeah. and the second one was was trying the, to cross was the, the pass path. yeah yeah and we hit like a little little ski town somewhere in the rockies and you couldn't see the road like you couldn't see anything so we yeah. hit a bar obviously you know, and <laughs> this, the weird thing about that is that is it true that there's always one band member that's still asleep through all that scariness maybe maybe not asleep but blissfully unaware yeah i think ray the first the first time we went through it i think ray slept through it Mm -hmm. because we, we got to that bar and then we just left the van running with him sleeping and he's like we're all there we're like oh we're dude it's cool we're in the yeah you missed all the excitement missed yeah. The, yeah, the terrifying six hours there's always hours. one person on the on the tour that just doesn't care mm -hmm. like just has has no concern whatsoever yeah because they're not the one driving i want to be up front man i kind of like this is the sick part of me like likes the, to watch the chaos like creep in and then like it was casey's first time our, our merch guy casey tour manager it was his first time being in those conditions man i just how I, I had a really good time just kind of glancing to see what his face looked like the whole time <laughs> his he, eyes were he popped up and wide head, open his head's just like between me and john up front and i'm looking at him like you good man he's like are y'all good like what's <laughs> up? and i'm like no are you good man he's like i don't i don't, I don't think so i'm not good <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's gonna be cool. Like, don't worry about it. And then it started getting really bad, and like, I'm starting to get a little nervous too. And he's like, I can't let him know. Yeah, and that was that. There's a there's a point because I'm kind of a control freak with the driving, right? right. So like, I want to be at the 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 rock. If I'm if we're going, I want to be able to to take the wheel. And Joe's like, no, man, I think we're good. Yeah, and I'm kind of like, yeah, we're all right, you know. And then both of us start going, all right, this is <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is bad, yeah. you know. And you're looking at like even at night, you can see the you're on the side of a mountain and you're looking over and you're like oh that's a town yeah way down there yeah. and there's a huge grade it's like yeah. seven it's like a seven percent grade or whatever and we're just you know no snow chains like people lose their brakes just when the road conditions are perfectly dry oh it's yeah a sunshiny day let alone put a little frozen yeah. precipitation on it and see what happens and then let's put you in a snowstorm yeah. yeah and then we got to grand junction freezing cold 
And then we had a five and a half hour, right, GPS, five and a half hour drive back to Colorado Springs. Took us 11 and a half hours. Because again, the, the conditions got bad again it the next night. It was the second day, yeah. yeah. And we had to make the exact same drive. Went right back through the on same path. the other path. side, you know. So regardless to say so far, this has not been easy just to start, has it? The, the beginning was like, the beginning is kind of like everyone going into battle, you know, because that's the first thing that everybody said is getting mm-hmm. to the first show. All bands kind of looked at each other and were like, you're here. Right. Like you're alive, you know, right. and it, it's, it's kind of funny, but not because it, it, there was some serious, like scary driving going on. But the, the, the first week, I think, was a very tough week as right. far as logistics and driving and road conditions and all that stuff. So that everybody, when we got to the venue, kind of like hugged it out and like, y'all made it. You know, it was a 10 hour drive. How you doing? So it's like you bonded over <laughs> the show itself. Once you get to the first venue and you get up on stage at that point, that was the easiest part of the day, really, for the most part, wasn't it? Yeah. No question. Oh, yeah. That was the payoff, you know. That was the payoff. And I always love referencing the whole thing about the hurry up and wait. You get to the venue, you do load in at 1 o'clock. You're not even supposed to hit the stage until maybe 10. Mm -hmm. you got all this free time in between. What what are you doing, you know? It's like there's that nervous energy where you're, okay, well, we're ready to go. We're sound checked. Let's just do it now. Mm -hmm. But you can't. Oh, yeah. So there's a schedule and it might not be your time but for you guys getting up on the stage just getting into the room was the best part of the trip because you had already went through all that extremely stressful chaos just trying to get there just to get to the venue it felt like three weeks it felt like we had been on the road for three weeks and it was just two days of getting to the first show like i was wiped man usually how you feel like week three yeah I hadn't played a note yet, and I was like, holy shit. Did, did you guys sleep well that night after the show? Because I'm sure that it was probably just like all the adrenaline finally drained out well, of you. No, because we had, to go, back through the, we had oh. to go back through the pass. Oh, that's and right. Ray yeah. drove it to where I was in the bunk. I took a bunch of melatonin, and I'm like, and I'm Benadryl. And I said, yeah. you know what? Yeah, if this, if this rolls over, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Like, yeah. there's a couple times on that, that, first, that first couple days that I, I thought, well, here we are. Do I, what am I going to do? Because I can't drive, you know, I've got to... Well, Casey drove the second And Casey one. drove the second one. I stayed one. up with him till like, 8 in the morning. And, like, you know, we pull over twice to put on the chains on the thing, you know. Blacktop's in the bus in front of us. They're putting these, like, tire socks or whatever they were called. Mm-hmm. And then, like, one flies off and Casey pulls off. He's like, uh, these things are 300 bucks, man. They don't work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I don't, we can't even put on chains. We're from Georgia. We don't know how to do that, you know. Now, see, here, living here in New England, we're used to those crazy storms. And the weather can change really quick you know it could be mid 60s in november during the day and then that night you know you do like a 40 degree temperature drop and then it snows Mm -hmm. and you're like what the hell just happened but for people that are living in different parts of the country like georgia where getting snow is kind of an odd thing for any of you guys to have that happen that's frightening it's crazy man and i think because we've we've toured long enough in in the winter months like wisconsin and driving in snow it's like right. driving for us in snow is not we, we, we do it right, all the you're time you're used to it you're used to it right and it's just those real extreme extreme cases where yeah. things get a little dicey and it sucks man we did one on uh i can't remember what tour it was but i drove from reno nevada to eugene oregon straight and i didn't realize we were going through sierra nevada mountains and we went Dahmer Pass. We went through all that. And it was snowing. And I white-knuckled it the whole time because I couldn't really get off. There was no exits. I was in the mountains. And once you're, once you're in it, Gotta you're in commit, it. Yeah. Once you're moving, don't stop. Don't stop. And we don't were in stop. the van at that point. Yeah. Like, you know, the E350. But I, I remember thinking when you were talking about when's the first time we got to sleep or when was the when the adrenaline kind of wore off. 
for me, I think it was uh, when we got out of Colorado and we had a 12-hour drive from Colorado to Michigan or something like that. Right. right after that, Wisconsin, and that was Halloween. And I remember that night, like I slept for however many hours and then the next night we had a hotel and i slept again for like another 12 or something like that and uh yeah so the first week of no sleep and crazy conditions it it takes it out of you man and for your 30 minute slot for us you know no and okay so let's just kind of clarify something before i kind of segue this into my next question you sing in the band Mm -hmm. and you're the drummer correct you guys aren't the tm you're not just the driver you're doing all this and playing at the same time like <laughs> you, you multi you're wearing multiple hats for this now the reason why i kind of clarify that is that's the life of an independent band oh yeah mm-hmm. okay. oh yeah you don't have somebody that's just their job is just to drive just to white knuckle it and do all that stuff because you guys have to do it you mm-hmm. have to take turns that's part of being an independent band, isn't it? Yeah. That is something that, in essence, all bands start of start off as an independent band. But eventually, bands get to a point where they have a driver, mm-hmm. where they fly. Okay? So they kind of lose sight of that. You guys are still slugging that away. Yeah. It, you know, it's second nature, though. Like, we've done it. That's kind of how, you know, we've been doing it for so long that it's it's we all kind of have our roles within yeah. the band. Like, you know, John's, I'm the day driver and Ray does the night shift. And then Casey's been picking up uh, shifts when I, you know, when I'll drive like six hours and we have a 12 hour drive, I'll yeah. drive for six or whatever. And then Casey will hop back in the, in the driver's seat and we just kind of shift, you know, but yeah, it, it's the truth, man, that the, when you show up to a venue and then you've done a six hour drive uh, and then you have sound check and then you get your nap or whatever, and then you have to play and yeah. then you go to the merch and then you, you know, you work all day. And I've got a, a buddy of mine back home that he asked me, he was like, you know, you guys, you're just, you know, you, how, how long do you work a day? It's got to be kind of, you know, cool, man. You go on tour and you're, you're, you're doing an hour show and then you do merch. Man, that's got to be cool. <laughs> I went, and it is. It is. I and mean, we love doing it. We wouldn't do it if we didn't love doing right. it. But it's like, but no, the, but no the man. <laughs> no. Reflection it's of like how I wake up at work. nine and go to bed at four, Yeah, you know, a.m. So it's. So as we've all had this discussion before, the luxury that you have as being an independent band is that you have ultimate control and say about everything that you do mm-hmm. okay uh your music uh how you want to record it uh where you get it recorded uh how you want to get it distributed how you want to represent the band the full package okay but to get that luxury you have to suffer through the horrible stuff like white knuckling it through the rockies just to get to the first kick because mm-hmm, yeah. there's a weird snowstorm it's worth every mile though. it is worth we were having a, actually we were talking to our buddy larry outside earlier and he was talking about label stories and stuff like that and like you know the there are perks to that but he was telling us kind of some nightmarish like you know turn in the record they give it back to you and say start over kind of thing right to where that you know they're just kind of making it a burden we don't have to like you said, we don't have to deal with any of that, but at the same time, we we do everything. Mm-hmm. You know? So you have to give up one for the other. Yeah, it's worth it though. Like you said, I mean, eventually, as the process goes on, and the more successful the band gets, and and the more that this struggle that you're doing right now pays off in the end, hopefully, you won't have to do all that, all right. those jobs. Yeah, you know, you won't have to wear all those hats. But for the time being. You really do. Have, it's a trade. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think for us, you know, being independent and having our say creatively and like you were talking about with with uh, recording when, where, how, with who, all those things, um, getting to the point where, you know, if the label comes in and they 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 give us an option and we've had those, you know, mm-hmm. we've had the options and we 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 haven't done it because it, it just didn't fit. It wasn't right. a right fit for us. 
because you know like we were talking about mm-hmm. we're we're an older band like not when i say older we've been doing it long enough more than you know we have three records now we've been touring consistently for seven years now six right. seven years where when you, you know the labels get 21 year old kids or 22 year old kids we can go back and also say hey I, I did that job that job that job that job it's like a ceo of a big company right. that started from nothing that said you know i was the dishwasher you know, for a restaurant, now he owns a whole McDonald's chain. or whatever, you know, a right. huge chain. It's like, but I started off as a dishwasher. And I think for us, uh, Joe and I always tip our hats and go, oh, I, I remember, you know, I remember when I did that job. So let me ask you guys both an honest question then. If you see a band, and I'm not asking you to name names by any means whatsoever, but in general, if you see a band where an individual member of the band or what have you hasn't had to do all those jobs do you have less respect for that person because they haven't been through it or do you think of them differently potentially because of that because they haven't had to slug it out no no i I really don't because i I think that if the music business is so crazy to where you never know when the shot's going to happen or when you're going to be able to you know get popularity in this market and that market or whatever like I, i never really resent anyone for anything like that right um Maybe it's because I'm proud of what I've done. Okay. And like I look at those those tours where we did all the jobs ourselves as as I guess a badge of honor or whatever. Okay. To say, look, well, that's good for y'all. Like whatever is happening with younger bands and stuff like that, that's killer, man. I mean, we would want we, we, we want that, but at the same time I wouldn't trade I wouldn't trade the knowledge, I guess, for what we we have done and, and the experiences, the life experiences that we went through for that. It is really interesting when you think about it because a lot of bands, like you said, you wear that as a badge of honor. You really do. You know, road tested. Road dogs. Kinda like, man. It's yeah. kinda like having that one good case. Mm-hmm. You know, you know it's for road sure. tested, you know it's gonna hold up, you know it can do its job like it's intended to. And then, you know, except it's people, it's the same thing except as people. It's, people. it's yeah. pe- like Joe and I've been doing this for, you know, we're brothers in arms. Yeah. We've been doing this for so long together. It's like, you've got your, you know, I can trust everybody in this sprinter because yeah. I've seen them do the hard work. They've seen me do the hard work. And it's right. like, I think we are all each other's trusty road case in a way of, you know, that's my guy. We've done that shit six years ago. Remember that? You know, and the stories we're talking about this in the van of all these crazy road stories. And TMs and techs all do the same thing, too. They have Absolutely. This, like, like their own little brotherhood yeah. mm-hmm. or sisterhood that I've seen you on that tour five years ago or now we're working together or what have you. You know that that person can do that job, that you respect them to a certain level because you know that they've been through it. Yeah. And Casey and I actually talked about that exact same thing. Yeah. When you go on a tour for six weeks or seven weeks or however long and you get back home. And then when you're talking about the brotherhood of like touring bands versus non-touring bands or locals or, and everybody starts somewhere, I get that. But when when you come home and you're, you know, at your favorite bar, like a Dirty Nelly's or something like that, and you get off the road and you kind of go back into normal life, all you might get is, oh, how was tour? What do you say to that? <laughs> where, like, there's nowhere where, to even start. Where do you go? And then it's you like, see a buddy that just got off tour. That's and that's what I think where we're going. It's like Casey and I would look at each other with like dark circles under our eyes and be it's like, it's almost like a head nod. Yeah, it's, it's like, like you don't even have to say anything. You just kind of look at each other and do that weird head nod. It's yeah, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see, you know, friends of ours that might have gone on another four week or right. whatever. Or we'll talk to buddies that are all the way across the country, but they just got off of a six week tour and go, right? <laughs> That's all you got to do is like, yep. 
Touche, buddy. I mean, I've had the distinct pleasure, and I refer to it as a pleasure because it really has, it kind of enriched my life in multiple different ways about being out on tour before. I've been out on tour with the guys from Blacktop Mojo. I've been out with the guys from Gemini Syndrome and with, you know, Aaron and his band. And it's not an easy life by any means whatsoever. As much as I thought I had an image in my head of what that was going to be like, because I, I had one early instance where I was out on the road and uh, it was a buddy of mine's band from Framingham, Mass, and they were out on tour with Volby and the Damn Things. That was a larger tour, larger bands, more expensive equipment, nicer buses, stuff like that. I thought I had an understanding of how that worked. And then I spent time, 11 of us, in a van that had no AC in the Midwest <laughs> in July. Oh, yeah, yep. dude. Like in Michigan, Wisconsin, <laughs> places like that where I thought that I knew what humidity was like in Massachusetts. And I was like, I was completely misunderstanding what that was like. Mm -hmm. I lost enough weight just from sweat oh, yeah. that I went down two pant sizes. We lose about, what, an hour, like 15 pounds a tour usually? Yeah. Like I lost 15 there. last tour. It, summer not tour. in this weather, but in the summertime, we dropped some pounds, man, yeah, man for and sure. So it was kind of like after I got off that run with Gemini... I talked to uh, some of the guys from the band afterwards. They're like, "Dude, you're more than welcome to come back with us again because we know that you could handle, <laughs> yeah, you we handle know you some got of the it. worst situations, blowing a tire on the trailer and not knowing the tire had blown." A dual axle trailer guy in a semi goes by us and he's waving to us, pulling the, the air horn, trying to get our attention. And you know, must be a we, fan. We get out, <laughs> yeah, get out, and the tire was on the back axle, and the trailer was loaded heavy, mm -hmm. and it was dragging the leaf spring, so it was just leaving grooves in the pavement. We're <sighs> lucky we didn't flip the trailer, which would have taken the the bus over. Oh, everything. And then spending time with the guys from Blacktop, seeing just dumb stuff, generators going out, all that stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, you guys have all experienced it. You guys have like when I first met you guys, you guys had that white band. Yeah. And stuff just breaks after just a while. Breaks. Like last tour. Yeah. We blew out the 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 scariest thing too is when you're going 80 on the interstate and and you're steering pump power steering goes yeah. it explodes yeah. to where your 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 ship it feels like you're in a plane and you're like trying to make sure that you don't go off the road yeah. but you have to hit this exit or yeah. the whole thing's going to explode yeah, and you got almost two tons worth of weight yeah in a and five behind lives you. behind with yeah. you you know yeah so at that point you're like things just got real again yeah that was scary yeah i think we had to hit an off-ramp we're like you know it says oh 45 around the curve and we're still at 60 the steering's like stuck you know and i'm like oh dude i felt it happening i was like this isn't a normal like we yeah. gotta go get gas. It was a crash landing. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, it, it was definitely a different. You could tell something was not right. So you mentioned your new favorite spot in Boston, Dirty, Dirty Nellies. Nellies, absolutely. Uh, Irish dive bar, and so that's why after shows and certain positions in the tour, when you get a chance to go to places like that, that's a well-deserved drink, isn't it? It is. And it's, I call it decompression time mm -hmm. because, you know, and I'm, I'm glad we're touching on this because it's one of those things where when you drive six hours during the day on the interstate, all the, you know, just the brain, like your mind is worn out before you even go to play a show, before right. you even load in, do all that stuff. You play the show, the adrenaline from that, the energy from that, it, it keeps you, you're, you're pumped, right? Right. So then the show's over and then you go to the merch and everyone's having a good time and it's a great time. It doesn't end till one o'clock in the morning right the only time i get to kind of decompress is that going to dirty nelly's and getting a guinness or whatever and it's my favorite thing to do or a jameson and just being yeah. like you know what i'm gonna woosaw and then start the whole thing over 
next day. You guys finish in Charlotte, mm-hmm. and yeah. this is the Voodoo album tour. Yeah, it we is have to for give you a plug, dude. You know I don't like to usually. Oh yeah, yeah. Stuff, no, we're still. We have to. We have to plug the album. And it's radio now. It's all. And it's, it's and hidden it's radio. radio so when you get home and you're done, what's the next plan? What do you got? For us, I think we're gonna go. You know, go home Thanksgiving. Um, and December is going to be kind of our reflection month, and and obviously our 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 team and our people are going to be strategizing for touring next February and and, and the next year. Um, but for us, man, I'm I'm really looking forward to taking December and reflecting on the year. And looking back at it, I was talking to my girlfriend the other day about it. I was like, we haven't stopped since New Year's of of, of this Last year, year because Voodoo hadn't come out yet. Yep. To where, you know, I had a whiteboard with five different time zones. It was from Sweden with our producer and Seattle producer, you know, Tom, all those guys in the Midwest. Athens was the East Coast. And so we had five different time zones to where we were up. You know, I got three hours sleep a night because we had to keep the train rolling. So then we hit Seven Dust. The record came out, did more touring, Blacktop, yep. this tour, two songs on radio. So it's been a it's been a hell of a year, man. And it's been a good year. It's been a productive, really positive year but i'm gonna i'm gonna take a little break in december man. i'm gonna chill out and have a you know i mean we're gonna we're always gonna be working because if we right. stay still too long we get crazy right Joe, um, what about you yeah i mean this year was pretty good pretty damn good so i think december january is we're gonna chill i'm looking forward to it as well do a little vacation probably i think i'm going to doing some disney stuff man which that's gonna be awesome knock it if you want to but that place is rad <laughs> so <laughs> it's magical it is it's like winning the super bowl what are you gonna do you know i mean we busted ass this year man so you know i think we told everybody like start looking at february because we'll be ready by then we'll be ready before then i know it's gonna we're gonna be like shit look what are we doing i know right. but you know i think the, a month month and a half at home is gonna be nice man because we've got the acoustic record on ice so that's gonna be kind of coming out here maybe next year i don't even know so it's going to start all over and then i'm sure as we always do we're going to record another full length probably next winter but uh yeah i think we're just i think we're all just kind of like let's let's give ourselves let's just give ourselves a little you know little breather you guys are going to do a little netflix and chill yes oh yeah i hope so i hope a lot <laughs> a lot more chilling than netflix you got to be careful in this business it's like <laughs> if you stay stagnant too long it's like you know Correct. you got you got to keep busy but you know i'm cool with this year i think it was good i think a month and a half won't, won't kill us you know but also also anything could pop up at any time it's one of those too it's like hey would y'all be interested and then you hear it you hear the offer and you're like oh Yep, we're yep. going to do that. <laughs> cool. So, Sean, we'll get back to you, uh, what, January 15th our, uh, or so? That's our, <laughs> we'll tell that's our you. answer now, but, yeah. you know, it could change next weekend if we get an email or something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's just how it goes. It but. probably will. Perfect, guys. Thanks. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. The Liquid Conversations podcast is brought to you by Dirtbag Clothing. Wear it till it stinks.